the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Hey, I quickly want to tell you about the Legacy on Possum Run. That's the wedding venue that my wife and I have the pleasure of uh, marketing and administering. If you haven't checked it out and you have a wedding coming up, you need to. The Legacy on Possum Run.com. When you go there, you'll see the three beautifully unique spaces that comprise the venue. You can also check the calendar to make sure that your special day is open or if you want to Make your special day around the availability. You can do that too. Pricing is right there. It's straightforward. There's no guesswork. And then you can also see the supply closet. That's the stuff that you get to use for free when you book. Saves couples hundreds of dollars. So make sure you get over to the LegacyOnPossumRun.com. The Legacy on Possum Run. Your legacy begins here. Hey, uh, I prize my time with this gentleman, so I want to go right to the phone. I uh, want to welcome in Congressman Jim Jordan. Congressman, welcome back to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you t- this morning, sir? This afternoon. I'm doing fine. Good to be with you. Hey, it's good to have you, man. Uh, I want to talk about the, the really important stuff, but I want to ask you a question because your opinion matters to sure. me and a lot of our listeners. Did you watch last night, and uh, who won the debate, or does it matter? I just want to give you the floor I, on that. I, unfortunately, I didn't watch last night. We had We had votes. Uh, on the floor late, and I had a meeting with some senators, and so I didn't get to see it. And I'm, I'm planning on trying to check some of the highlights off today, but I haven't had some meetings and everything today as well, so I didn't see it. But I'm for Trump, so you know, it's, it's like uh, I mean, we got you know, I, I like all the folks who are running, but I'm 110 percent for President Trump. We need him back in there, projecting strength in the White House and doing all the good things he was able to get done uh, when he was when he was president. Weakness makes the bad guys come out, doesn't it? No kidding. It's crazy. No, yeah, it's like when you project weakness from the White House, you get you get what we got now. I mean, you know, we went from President Trump projecting strength to to Joe Biden. For goodness' sake, that that is that is a that is a huge concern. And in addition to all the others, I mean, I always say we we've literally went from. Uh, you know, secure border to no border. We went from safe streets to record crime. We went from $2 gas to 3 4 $5 gas. And we went from stable prices to record inflation. But the, the two biggest concerns are the, the weakness projected from the Oval Office and how that plays out in, in, in international affairs and what, what's going on right now as we speak uh, with, with our, our dearest and closest ally, the state of Israel. Um, and then the second big, big, big thing is, is, the way the Biden administration has been weaponized against we, the people, the, oh. the American taxpayer. So those are those are even bigger than those other four I talked about. But it's it's all a part of just how bad the Biden administration is. I was stunned yesterday. I talked to two people. I talked to Mike Gibbons, former uh, GOP U.S. Senate candidate. We talked mm-hmm. about the Trump trial. And then I talked to a professor at Cedarville. And the professor said, look, I think Trump's going to I think his his assets are going to go into receivership. Congressman Jordan, that's happening in America. How, how is this happening? 
I, I mean, yeah. I, and, and where do we go from here, I guess, is the question before we get into the Bidens. And, well, well, first of all, there was no harm done. This, this crazy prosecution of Letitia James in New York, uh, there was no, no one lost money. The banks didn't lose money. They're just going to have to because they said, you know, for somehow he didn't value his companies proper. What, what are they talking about? This has never happened. I don't think ever. I, I saw Jonathan Turley say he's, he can't find one case where this has ever, uh, ever happened. So what we're doing is we're highlighting where these federal agencies are, are being turned against the, the American taxpayer. And sometimes just by bringing it up, you get a change in behavior. I, I point to the IRS. The IRS announced a few months ago they will no longer make unannounced visits to American citizens' homes. And Danny Warfall, the, the, the commissioner at the Eternal Revenue Service, said, we're doing this for the safety of our agents. That's just BS. They're <laughs> doing it because we caught them knocking on Matt Taibbi's door while he was testifying in front of our committee on the censorship of the government. And speaking of censorship, we just released a great report, and we're having an impact here too on these on this big government, big tech, big academia working together to censor American speech, and that we're having an impact there too. These these universities are backing away from this. There was a great story in, in the Post about that. So just sometimes by by bringing this forward, getting the facts on the table, you can truly have an impact on on these federal agencies. I'm glad you said that because one of the things I get tired of hearing from my conservative friends. Is that, oh, what's going to happen? Nothing's going to happen. Well, your job is to investigate. Your job is to subpoena and lay bare what's been going on. Maybe laws get drafted, but at a bare minimum, we see what's going on. And when people understand what's going on, what you pay attention to, what you inspect gets respected. And so kudos to you for doing that work. Let's talk about some of the work that the Government Oversight Committee is doing. Tell us your role in that and and Hunter Biden, James Biden, Rob Walker, Tony Bobulinski. Tell us what we can expect in the days ahead. Well, you can expect all those individuals at some point to be in, in for a deposition and or interview um, where we, we continue to gather the facts. So the, in, a, in a broad sense, the way it's working is there are three committees as part of the impeachment inquiry. Uh, Mr. Comer's committee, the oversight committee, uh, is is looking at the, the the money trail, the suspicious activity reports, the bank records and people involved in the Biden business you know, scheme. Uh, the Ways and Means Committee is is working with the two whistleblowers who came forward and told us about how the investigation was mishandled at the Justice Department. And then, of course, our committee is looking at that very fact. We've talked to now seven different individuals, including David Weiss, who's the, the, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, who's, who's in charge of the investigation in Hunter Biden, who was recently named special counsel now for that investigation. After investigating for five years, they named him special counsel. Go figure. Um, so we just interviewed him. We've interviewed two FBI agents who were part of that case, three U.S. attorneys, uh, who had implicate, you know, who dealt with some issues of that case, and the De- Department of Justice chief of the tax division, who was important in that case. And so, the, the the takeaway we've gotten from all those depositions and interviews is that the whistleblower story just continues to be validated, just to con- continues to stand up to scrutiny. Um, and <clears throat> they've been right all along. Their story is not, their testimony is not wavered. Whereas David Weiss has changed his story multiple times, and of course the White House on this whole big matter has changed their story multiple times as well. It's interesting to me. I think the, the book is called uh, Profiles in Corruption. I think it was published back late 2018. I learned then about China. I learned then about Ukraine. And here we are, uh, 2023, and in late 2022 the White House was saying, no, 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 there's nothing to see here. This has been out for years. And 
Yeah. Thank God you're finally uh, looking into it and, and laying it open. Let me ask you this. Is this slouching toward an impeachment? Do you expect an impeachment? Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, we're going to continue. Unlike the Democrat, we actually want to be driven by the facts and the evidence. And, it, and it's sure pointing in, in that direction. But we, I've never said we should, we should go to impeachment until we've finished our inquiry phase and, and the facts support going there. So that's what we're doing. We're going to be driven by the facts. Um, but I, I will tell you this. I think central to this entire thing is, is the Burisma issue where Hunter Biden put on the board of this Ukrainian energy company. Yep. And I always say there are, there are four, four key facts here that I think are just, you know, that, that tell the story. Well, first, let me back up and say this. I think this overall is a, is a tale as old as time. This is, this is as old as the, as the hills. You have a politician who takes action. Those actions benefit his family financially, and then there's an effort to sweep it under the rug. And that is what took place here. Hunter Biden, fact number one, gets put on the board of Burisma. Fact number two, he's not qualified to be on the board of Burisma. Fact number three, Burisma executives ask him to take certain action because to relieve the pressure they are under uh, uh, at their business. Fact number four, he calls his dad, and his dad takes action to relieve Burisma of that pressure. And that those four facts are all consistent with what was in that, that now famous 1023 uh, form of the confidential human source reporting to the FBI what was going on, squares with that. And then, of course, you have what I described a little bit earlier, the Justice Department, uh, through David Weiss here, doing an investigation that tries to sweep it under the rug. And the primary fact there is David Weiss let this, the tax years lapse, the statute of limitations lapse for the tax years that dealt with Burisma income. Wow. Burisma income would take you right to the White House for Joe Biden. So that, to me, is the crux of the case. And then you have, it's all buttressed by the additional evidence that Mr. Comer is uncovering. 15 seconds, Congressman. These, these, other, these other payments that he's received. Congressman Jim Jordan, Chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, thank you for unpacking all of that and spending time with us this you morning. Bet. All right, we'll okay. talk to you again Take soon. Guys. You too. All right, stay tuned to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show. More on the other side of this break. Rounding third and heading home. The final segment of the Bruce Hooley Show on Thursday. You're listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in for Bruce. I'm editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network. You can find us at theohiopressnetwork.com. That's theohiopressnetwork.com. Thank you to State Representative Beth Lear. Thank you to political analyst and strategist Lad Dilgard. That title unnerves some people. It appears Ladd has said some things that uh, that uh, have perturbed people, which is great because uh, disruption makes for great debate and public policy in the end, right? And thank you to Congressman Jim Jordan, who really broke it all down. Uh, I'm, I'm awaiting the output from the subpoenas that were issued. It appears that Hunter Biden uh, is to appear before the House Oversight Committee for a closed-door interview on December 13th, James Biden on December 6th, and we're going to find out. Uh, They're going to have to give testimony, and Jordan said, you know, there are four factors. There's uh, 
Hunter was uh, on the board at Burisma. He had no qualifications or experience, and Burisma asked him to act to relieve pressure on that company. They were being investigated, by the way. And then dad takes action. Uh, there's a famous video of Joe Biden that says, uh, we weren't going to re- release the $1 billion loan guarantee. I said, get rid of that guy or else. And so he took the pressure off, quid pro Joe did. And, um, you know, the Department of Justice through David Weiss has slow rolled this investigation. Well, now all eyes are on the DOJ. All eyes are on Biden. And uh, let's see where we go. Um, tell you who else uh, got a lot of eyeballs over the past 24 hours. Uh, Senator J.D. Vance weighed in on the passage of issue one here in the Buckeye State. And I want to read you a tweet that I'm sure we'll talk about in the days ahead even more, but this will put a bow on our discussion about paying attention, pivoting, and playing the long game while protecting what you can. Vance wrote, for pro-lifers, last night was a gut punch, no sugarcoating it. Giving up on the unborn is not an option. It's politically dumb and morally repugnant. Instead, we need to understand why we lost this battle so we can win the war. I was very involved in the no campaign for issue one, so let me share a few insights. First, we got creamed among voters who dislike both issue one and also Ohio's current law, the heartbeat bill. We saw this consistently in polling and in our conversations. I don't like issue one, but I'd rather have that extreme than the other extreme. This is a political fact, not my opinion, he said. Second, We have to recognize how much voters mistrust us, meaning elected Republicans on this issue. Having an unplanned pregnancy is scary. Best case, you're looking at social scorn and thousands of dollars of unexpected medical bills. We need people to see us as the pro-life party, not just the anti-abortion party. Third, as Donald Trump has said, you've got to have the exceptions. I am as pro-life as anyone, and I want to save as many babies as possible. This is not about moral legitimacy but political reality. I have seen dozens of good polls on the abortion question in the last few months, many of them done in Ohio. Give people a choice between abortion restrictions very early in pregnancy, pregnancy with exceptions or the pro-choice position and the pro-life view has a fighting chance. Give people a heartbeat bill with no exceptions and it loses 65 to 35. The reason we didn't lose 65 to 35 last night, so he wrote this on Wednesday, is that some people who hate, quote, no exceptions, end quote, restrictions will still refuse to vote for things like issue one. Fourth, we've spent so much time winning a legal argument on abortion that we've fallen behind on the moral argument. I talked to so many decent people who voted yes on issue one, and their reasons varied. Some described themselves as pro-life, but hated the lack of rape exception in Ohio law. Some were worried that Ohio law would prevent them from addressing an ectopic pregnancy or a late-term miscarriage. Some didn't understand the viability standard in issue one and thought that, of course, you should be able to abort a non-viable pregnancy as that would be a danger to the mother. You can criticize the propaganda effort on the other side for lying to people about these issues or confusing the populace, but it suggests we have to do a much better job of persuasion. And I'm not talking about a 30-second TV commercial. I'm talking about sustained years-long efforts to show the heart of the pro-life movement. There's your long game. There's 
There is your playing the long game. Fifth, money. We got outspent big time on issue one and across the country. Republicans are almost always outspent by Democrats. Repeatedly, Democrats are better at turning out in off-year elections. The National Party should be focused on two and only two issues. How to juice turnout in off-year elections and how to close the finance gap with Democrats. A lot of people put their heart and soul into this campaign. The local right-to-life organizations in Ohio, the Center for Christian Virtue, SBA, Governor DeWine, and so many others. I tip my hat to them. A lot of people are celebrating right now, and I don't care about that. I do care about the fact that because we lost, many innocent children will never have a chance to live their dreams. There is something sociopathic about a political movement that tells young women and men that it is liberating to murder their own children. So let's keep fighting for our country's children and let's find a way to win. That is Senator J.D. Vance weighing in on the passage of issue one here in the Buckeye State. Uh, It's staggering. It really is when you think about uh, all the work that needs to be done but it needs to be done. And uh, I want to read you something Congressman Henry Hyde once said, and I got this from Logan Church uh, the, the night of the vote. When the time comes, as it surely will, when we face that awesome moment, the final judgment, I've often thought, as Fulton Sheen wrote, that it is a terrible moment of loneliness. You have no advocates. You are there alone, standing before God in a Terror will rip your soul like nothing you can imagine. But I really think that those in the pro-life movement will not be alone. I think there will be a chorus of voices that have never been heard in this world, but are heard beautifully and clearly in the next world. And they will plead for everyone who has been in this movement. They will say to God, spare him because he loved us. In love and in devotion, we move forward and we pay attention, we pivot, and we protect what we can while playing the long game. Thank you for listening today. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And uh, don't forget, tomorrow is Open Line Friday, 844-TALK-989. Write it down now so you don't forget it. Put it in your phone. Call in anytime. Uh, We're going to talk a lot tomorrow uh, about statewide issues. Uh, If that 450-page bill from the Democrats comes out, we're going to talk about that. Probably talk Browns, Buckeyes, and anything else that's on your mind. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing us. Uh, I'll be back with you tomorrow on The Bruce Hooley Show here on 98.9 FM. The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.